Oh, okay. to ask about it on the podcast to find out. <laughs> All right. I posted it in the chat a while ago. You were the, you probably just didn't look. Uh, you know, I've had intermittent cell phone signals since Friday afternoon. People have been calling and texting and doing things. And uh, I was in the wild again. Welcome to 311. 311. Does that mean, oh my goodness, we're a band now. Is, are they the amber? I was going to say, is amber the color of our energy? Is that them? I think that's them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dang. Can't so when are we going to get, when are we going to get our own cruise? I mean, we can that's start planning the- it tomorrow as far as I, I'm not, not going, but you guys can go. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get on a cruise. Ever. <laughs> At this point. That's just there are, th- there are things I can say that I can defend cruising for, but I mean, you can also just not do it and go to those places, and that's also as good or better. I don't think I have anything negative to say about cruising. I just don't want to be in the Petri dish. Mm-hmm. That's my main issue there, I think. I think the, I think the important thing is that, like, with cruises, the ship that has 10,000 people or 5,000 people or whatever is the worst one. Mm-hmm. All the good cruises are like way, way smaller, right? Oh, okay. oh, you take like a river cruise through Europe and there's like yeah. 80 people on the whole boat. They're more including like the, yachts. the captain and the staff. That stuff is where it's at, man. I'm into that. Okay. It's like it stops at some little village in France and you like go ride bikes in the village that day and that kind of stuff. Well, we did not lose service because we were in France, unfortunately. We lost service because we were in the far reaches of Malibu slash Ventura County at campground. And uh, Michael and I and some other people went camping. It was was a good good time. Yeah. Be mostly off the grid for a weekend. Mostly, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it was like by you guys, but it was maybe not the best possible week for that in terms uh, of the weather. No, but... it was nice and cool. We were right on the beach. Okay, so maybe it worked out. I think so. It was like 70s and, and fine the entire time, except for the roving band of uh, Lord of the Flies squirrels uh, assaulting everyone's campgrounds. Mm. That was kind of interesting we i don't know michael uh maybe the most interesting part of camping was maybe what we should should we list the chips for jj and have him weigh in sure okay stop me if i miss one jj in a box of mixed chips individually served amongst a group of campers if you had the flavors cool ranch nacho cheese Chili cheese, those are the Fritos. So the first were two were Doritos, right? Okay, yeah. Then the second one is chili cheese. The third one's chili cheese Fritos. Sour cream and onion Lay's. Barbecue Lay's. And I'm missing one. Cheetos. Cheetos. Yeah, Cheetos. Cheetos Wait, regular, like Regular orange. standard Cheeto. Okay. Uh, Which... Would you think would be the last one left in the box? 
If it was me eating all of them, or like, do I nope. think in everyone group, would in eat? a group of people uh, that are eating them communally? Okay, probably either the regular Cheetos or maybe this no maybe the barbecue. Oh. Okay, so I, you you would have been the only person on the trip, JJ, to say the Cheetos. That was the only consensus, was that the Cheetos would not be last. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I was the only one in the barbecue camp. Yeah, I, I think, the, so it all comes down to how many people are you with, right? And like, mm-hmm. how varied are their tastes? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if if you have a bunch of small kids and some older kids and then a whole group of very varied adults, it's like a decent chance. It's like it could literally be anything because it's just like who with which taste showed up last to the box where there was only two left, right? Uh, but yeah, I, I, I so like I guess my bias is showing. I just don't like barbecue potato chips, man. Just don't like them. So two things not me. Two things that made this kind of kind of very interesting was the game theory of of it. Actually, three things made this interesting. Michael remembers the third and la- is laughing about it right now. But the yeah. first the first two things that made it interesting was the game theory of one. They were not evenly distributed. Yeah. So that's the other thing, right? Like how uh, many are in the box? There were way less Fritos than there were Doritos. Two. We we all took bets before anyone was allowed to take any. Oh uh, wow! So then, you, <laughs> if you, you got to uh, work on paying yourself out, yeah, uh-huh, you had to work against sometimes your better judgment of what you wanted to take from the box because you didn't want your last one not to be last. Uh, it didn't matter in the end. The squirrels for chose for us. Oh, R.I.P. <laughs> what was last? I don't remember. I think it was regular Doritos. Regular being Doritos. The, the very last thing. Were the last thing so left w- in the box. Would you say regular? Which one is regular? Nacho, nacho cheese. cheese. Yeah. I'm also not a big... If you're going to make me choose between nacho cheese and Cool Ranch, a hundred times out of a hundred, I'm picking Cool Ranch. Interesting. That's the right choice. It was it evenly split in the camp, I think, on on that one. Yeah. Yeah, but I I know that that split exists, and so I would never bet one or the other. If you have more than like three people, you're going to get some Cool Ranch people. You're going to get some Nacho Cheese people, and those will both be fine. Because I think both of those are more popular than regular Cheetos or like maybe even regular Lay's. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah. Well, speaking of food, Michael, uh, you've linked us something from Heinz.co.uk. And you okay, always a good over. start. Yeah. So yeah. Heinz, notable, <laughs> notable United Kingdom giant Heinz Corporation. Yeah. yeah. So what's the what's the first thing that comes to mind when you guys think of Heinz? Just any uh, ketchup, ketchup or uh, uh, 57. Sure. Yeah. Those are both good answers. I guarantee you it will not be the first six links that you see when you open up this website. Uh. What do you mean by links? Because all beans, sauces, pasta, soups, is that what you're talking about? No, the big square, oh, rectangular big pictures oh, no. that are links to recipes. Why do they use a Z? That makes it worse. <laughs> oh, this is disgusting. All of, I want to die. 
<laughs> oh my god. They put the vegan one first. Heinz ketchup creams with a Z, vegan. Heinz ketchup creams with a Z. Heinz salad creams, oh god, with fruit on top. Heinz saucy sauce. These are recipes for ice cream. This is awful. What the <laughs> yeah. hell? Mayo ice cream? Salad cream ice cream? No one wants that. No one wants salad cream to start with. That's horrible. This ice cream literally has mayonnaise in it. This can't be good. This can't be good. (laughs) Ketchup ice cream? Maybe, maybe ketchup ice cream. Barbecue sauce ice cream? What is salad ice cream? You don't want that? What is salad cream? What is Heinz salad cream? Wait, you don't know what salad cream is? Hold on. Oh. Let's stop this podcast first and talk about something that's more important. So you actually don't know what that is, Andrew? What is salad cream? It's like mayonnaise substitute that's like meant as a salad dressing. Okay. It's a, So it's a British thing, I guess, firstly. I really? know it as a British thing. Okay. But, like, it is a thing that shows up in random recipes, and you use it as, like, a slightly different flavored mayonnaise substitute. It's literally like you put this cream all over your salad and then toss the salad in it. Now it has, you know, there you go, salad. Yeah, so instead of, it's, it's, JJ's right, it's almost mayonnaise. It's a, a mixture of oil and water. And then you emulsify that with an egg yolk like you were making mayonnaise. And then I think you add a little bit of vinegar. But there's mayonnaise made out of just oil. So what's the difference between oil, water, and egg yolk? And oil and water or oil and egg yolk or... You know what I mean? Like, this one... I think th- just the consistency. I think This the, one is salad, salad cream and the other one is mayo. Oh, yeah. That's the difference. Okay. I'm not happy with the color of this. This is like... It, don't, like don't scroll farther down. That barbecue like, sauce one does not look good. It looks like mustard. They put they put that with strawberries on top of it. Is this All the, the theory salad, Andy? Oh god. Is this the theory that double cream condensed milk and whole milk will be sugary and fatty enough that you won't taste the other thing and it's like a that's, novelty or is it just That's got to be the idea. Cuz the ketchup will definitely taste like ketchup. Keep saying barbecue sauce. I I can't I can't I can't I I physically can't process trying to eat ice cream that tastes like barbecue sauce. Me so either, I, dude. This is I'm why I'm losing it over here. I'm trying to ignore it. I mean, like, why I why do this? this and it stared back? I don't why, like it. Why do this and not just be like Worcestershire ice cream, guys? I mean, maybe you are at some level. I don't know. This is this is yeah, they, got, they got 51 other flavors to play with. Yeah, A1 flavor. Oh, my God. There's a... Oh, God. Don't keep going. There's a mayonnaise Easter chocolate cake. Yeah, that doesn't sound good either. Mayo brownies? Why do you need mayo in a brownie? So this entire website... I- I can understand using mayo in a chocolate cake or in brownies in place of the oil. Look, court court convened, court convicted. This entire website is a crime. 
I think the uh, the one that says put ketchup on your hamburger might be the only part that's okay. Fine. There, there are a few, but I'd, if you keep going banana mayo muffins. No. Stop it. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. I, I think I understand what they're doing here, right? The mayo is like 98% oil. So if a thing says add oil and you put mayo instead, it's like eh, mostly the same, right? Okay. Especially if there's then also uh, eggs. But so you're, now you're really just there. Oil is also shelf stable. And again, ice cream is the problem here. It, I'm just saying the chemistry probably works out. Fine. I don't know that it's like any good tasting. I can't imagine it is. Puts, the barbecue puts it over the top. I really can't with the barbecue one. The barbecue I just, puts no. it over the uh-huh. top. Uh, since we're in, also here, like I don't. Do you want ketchup flavored ice cream either? That doesn't sound good. No, it, no. It, it, there's a novelty that I'd try once, maybe, no. but I doubt it. Uh, okay, we're all agreed to that it's a crime. Yeah, yeah, crime. Okay, since we're in Europe already, let's just jog over to Spain where they did some things right. Kinda, JJ. Yes, Do you not have to say that this week was a boring week? I mean, it was, there was a lot of drama. I don't know how much of it was <laughs> because the actual racing was any good. But certainly the the drama kept up, and that part is good. Yeah. Uh, there's now eh, spoilers, I guess. People sometimes don't watch these things. I barely did before the podcast uh, due to what we'll talk about next. Uh... F1 happened. Verstappen. I'm going to wait for you. Let, let, pause. Okay, that's it. That's the last one. Verstappen wins again. Uh, continuing the trend that if they finish, they win. Yep. But also, did he really win or did Charles lose? I'm not certain. I would love to know the answer to that because, you know, he had a malfunctioning car. You know? The thing that I read... uh earlier today or late last night or whenever it was, was that the turbo and MGUH in his engine had issues. Uh, well, I mean, Verstappen also had a malfunctioning car. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael, t- in order to pass in F1 these days, since all the cars are so close together, you really can't build up enough speed in most cases to get a pass going. Uh, it's Okay. I, I don't know that it's controversial, but a lot of people want it gone, and some people love it. There's a system called DRS, which is a drag reduction system. Uh, and essentially, when you're in a place that the race people deem a good place to pass, uh, you get this drag reduction system to automatically engage, and you get extra boost to your speed to hopefully get a pass going. Uh, Verstappen's car DRS flap was intermittently just not opening. Oh, that's a problem. The crucial thing to, to understand about DRS is it's not like, oh, it unlocks like eighth gear or whatever in your engine. No, it's a physical piece of the car that moves into a different position and is then less draggy or whatever, and you get more speed out of it. Yeah. Okay, it's it's an aileron. It's an aileron, exactly. Yes, yes it is yes. on the wing of the car on the back. Yes. <laughs> uh. So and, and so, his, whatever his the component is, whatever the component is that pulls that little flap open, 
I guess they had worked on or done something or whatever. And it just like sometimes worked and sometimes not. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Oops is right. Again. Uh, so then the Ferrari people had problems, uh, as well. One of their lead cars went out of the race. It's like he's driving all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden he's getting passed by like three people, and he's like yelling on the radio, "No, no, what happened?" And it's like, yeah. "Well, you need to you know, bring this car back to the pits. It's bad." Yeah, it's all over, buddy. Uh, the big news, I guess, was that Mercedes seems to have fixed their problems. They're finally running up the top of the pack, although they were not able to keep up with Red Bull still. Yeah, in a meaningful way. I mean, Russell raced for a little while, and uh, both you and I, while having watched the race separately, did the Leo DiCaprio scream at the screen, that's weaving. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Michael, you are allowed to make one defensive move in F1 uh, when someone is trying to pass you. Okay. You're not allowed to weave back and forth. You can't traffic break them. Or you can't, like, weave out. Right. If like if we're going through a corner and I push out out of my line to a wider line, then I have Mm -hmm. to take the wider line into the corner. I can't keep weaving out of the line to a wider and wider and wider line to push you off the track. Okay. The, The rules are that you can make one move and then you can head back to the racing line, which is like the agreed upon shortest route path through the course or whatever. And so you can get really tricky with it where like you make a move to the left and that's off the line. And so then the person tries to go around you to the right, but the racing line now is to the right. And so now I'm moving back to the racing line. See, it doesn't count as the second move. Totally fine guys. But then like that only works if like a, the corner is right there, right? If it's still on a straight and you're doing this and moving back now you are weaving and that's a, that's a no, no penalty. Uh, uh, from from both mercedes drivers there have there were i would say auditable versions from a little bit bad to wow that's just straight up weaving uh yeah. all of which went uncalled i think the you're talking about the hamilton one where he hit magnuson yeah i watched it uh, you know if you're a hamilton felt- fan you'll you'll disagree with me and you'll say he was doing just fine it felt pretty marginal on both sides. It was like, ah, Kevin was pretty aggressive. He like could have gone a little farther around the corner. Lewis I absolutely agree. I absolutely I think uh, there, was, there was two cars wheel to wheel. He made the assumption that Hamilton would tuck into the corner tight. Right. And Hamilton went a little bit farther Hamilton out. Hamilton right. chose to try to push Magnuson out of the corner by going wider in the racing line. And then they, they bump, you know? Yeah. So, I, yeah, like I said, it's, it's hard to know with that one. It looked, it looked like, well, well, Haas continues I think to the, fall to the back. I think the stewards made the correct call in calling it a racing incident and not penalizing anyone. I think it doesn't matter if it's a racing incident or not, right? It's the first lap. Oh, you can, dude, you can get penalties on the first lap. You can get penalties on the first corner. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah? you can get penalties on the start for false starting. Like, they can give you penalty for anything, man. They are, <laughs> they are fine with it. Um, the thing is that, like, in this instance, it's like to get a penalty, you have to like be able to fully assign blame. 
And it's like, eh, it's kind of some on both sides here. I don't know who's right or wrong 100%. So, eh, do we want to just, like, give someone a point on their license for this? Eh, nah. Yeah. But the, think, the weaving one is more egregious, I felt. I think the the meta stuff is where it gets into, like, yeah, you didn't... I mean, watching the race is still watching the race, and they're fun. But, like, the meta of, okay, Verstappen's now in the lead by six points. Red Bull's now in the lead by ten. You know, all that stuff. The flip-flop oh, yeah. of that made this one somewhat interesting. And again, like, that would not have happened if Le- Leclerc had finished the race, right? He would have been first. Verstappen would not have gotten as many points. Yeah, it'd it still be tight. Just status quo, right? Point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. I didn't uh, get to watch it, and it's I had to watch it on spurts, like, back in... Uh, it was fast-forwarding a little bit and getting through it as fast as possible because... Uh, time over here has run short. Can we do an adulting minute first? sure yeah i think we talked about uh the washer and it's mm. degradation uh some advice from friend of the pod min who probably doesn't listen but uh i'm gonna shout him out anyway uh got me to multi-metering the correct parts to understand what was wrong uh the multimeter and an unfortunate electrocution while using so Tell me that all the electronics are fine. The motor's still okay. okay. The That's motor the thing that goes. So that is the motor is dead. Yeah. Because uh, okay. if power is going all the way through all the harnessing to the motor, uh, which we read some 70 volts there today, uh, it's it's got to be working yeah, or it's got to be the motor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the motors are too expensive to invest in for a 15 year old washer so thank goodness it happened you know uh, uh marcus aurelius would say that look at look at that you could say for every problem thank goodness this happened to me now right and thank goodness it happened now because it's memorial day and the adulting uh moment here is hey it's a good time to buy appliances yeah sure Mm-hmm. so we'll be getting a new washing machine I think we're going to end up tacking on a new dishwasher as well, Michael. Oh, yeah? Uh, Michael, having frequented the use of the current dishwasher, will know huh? that you can pull apart most of it with your hands because it's rusting. <laughs> not a great look. Uh, no, the, the current dishwasher is not a great look in general at all. Uh, so we'll probably replace that also during the the festival of appliance sales that usually happen at this time of year tis uh, the season tis the season yeah we 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 kind of tried to put together a huge list of house things now that things have calmed down and uh number one on the list was fixing a problem with the pool and uh chasing plumbing problems is let's say if you don't know what you want to do in your life uh, go, go to plumbing school And charge by the hour. Yeah, okay. Sure. Because even if you're doing it all right, uh, the amount of time to figure out a problem can be extremely long. So the house issues are continuing to pile up. We'll see what the pool problems end up being. There's a lot of air coming into the system. And a good hour's worth of work has proved fruitless in solving that problem. So... We'll see what happens next with that. I wish 
it gave me time to do things like watch F1 or set up this PS5 that's still sitting here. Um, because speaking of PS5s, I want to know, uh, are you excited to weigh into the newest fanboy flame war between PS Plus Premium Extra Download Edition new or... Uh, do you want to fight back with the Xbox Game Pass? Or do you want to just throw a firebomb into the middle of both groups like Kotaku.com? For people that haven't seen, Kotaku wrote an article that said, due to the declining subscriber numbers, which I haven't seen significant subscriber decline numbers, but maybe they're there. Uh, I don't know. Um... That everyone was tired of Game Pass and fatigue has set in. And uh, I I don't know. I mean, I feel like on this podcast, we, uh, we've kind of, I've kind of said I would just stick with it. I mean, it seems like a good, I don't know, thing, I guess. <laughs> it seems like a good thing. I don't know that I've seen, I mean... From 2020 to 2021, their numbers are up quite a bit. You got to kind of take that into account. I don't see why I'd be running away there. I think their point was that there are no AAA games. And JJ, you had a take on that. And I wanted to talk a little bit more about it since we only talked about it a little bit in chat. So go if you had thoughts. So I think, uh, first off, I don't think I I share this opinion. But I can see that there is some sort of a person, right, who is like, I want to play big AAA games, right? I want to play Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, Game Pass is going to give me all these free games. Awesome. They sign up. It's like, okay, where are the games that this person likes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Game Pass has some of those games, right? But it's not like a bunch of them are coming out all the time. You get them sort of, you know, whenever, like a every three years or whenever the, you know, one of those kinds of game releases. Yeah, and that's not probably enough to make it worth staying subscribed to that service. I guess as opposed to subscribing for two months when the big game comes out that you want and then unsubscribing again. Absolutely, I think uh, you could make the argument that that is the way of the future. However. Um, Netflix is seeing a huge describer subscriber loss for that reason, right? They're finally getting to the point. They're like, okay, really? I only want to watch four things. So I'll subscribe at the end of the year for a couple months and watch it through, you know? Um, and because there are more and more and more subscribing services, I think a lot of people have that idea. Um, I think what irked me a little bit about this is what it wasn't really news. It was just taking, a influencer jokes and uh twitter polls to say that people were dropping off they didn't really wait for numbers right like the last numbers from xbox are that 25 million people are subscribed um so like i think the other thing is the companies don't release real numbers anyway yeah Yeah. microsoft is never going to tell you how many how many people are actually subscribed and how much money they make on games well i mean their public doesn't tell you how many times people actually watch a thing well, they need to publicly declare something because they are a public company. Yeah, but they could just publicly declare our revenue was this amount. See you guys, and then tell you nothing. Yeah, right. I guess they don't tell you how many Xboxes they've sold. Hmm. 
Okay. Like, you know, so that's a, like, an important metric, let's say, if you are someone trying to evaluate, like, you know, how big is this platform? How much, you know, what's going on? But I, I think the the clip at which Microsoft releases big budget games, right, is not that high. Like, they've bought a bunch of studios in recent years. In order to up that clip, probably. In order to up that clip, probably, right? But yeah. none of those games have come out yet since those purchases, right? I, in general, though, I think both company, both major companies are seeing that because of the pandemic delays and all that sort of stuff. It's not... Well, yeah, it, I, I'm not trying to say it's, like, one-sided on Microsoft's side here. There's... Yeah. It's the same on Sony's side, but Sony is... Well, I mean, they're starting to advertise this PS Plus service, which looks like friggin' terrible value also. Uh, I uh, mean, if you haven't played... If you are a new PS5 owner that has not played these games that are listed here, again, it seems like a fantastic value for a few months. Right. Um, and then, you know, you'll see if you end up like the Xbox people that want to sub- unsubscribe until Starfield comes out. Because I, I think so. The other thing, though, is like PlayStation has specifically said their brand new stuff isn't coming to their game service thing. So, like when they release Last of Us Three or whatever the next big crazy AAA thing that they put out is, God of War, whatever, it won't be on their service. You have to buy the game. Oh, so <laughs> like in that respect, then this thing is just a back catalog of games. And like, mm-hmm. there are lots of great back catalog games. I'm sure people that haven't played them spend sure. $10 more and go, you know, like you said, for a few months, go play it. Yeah. Great. But like, you know, in the game pass thing is like, well, I also, <laughs> I also have a giant back catalog of, of games that I've never played. It's called my steam library where I have like tons of games I've never touched. Right. Yeah. Like, why do I need to pay $5 a month to play other games that I won't touch? I guess so. Um, for me, it's like things like Forza Horizon or Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy that I no longer need to buy. You yeah, know? totally. And eventually, it, like, if I get to them, I get to them. I think, I, I don't know. I think that, that um, there is definitely a subsect of people like myself that end up with a, a valued service here. And I did prepay for some things. And I think I understand people that don't find it a valued service. Um, yeah, I just think it's a, like... There are probably people who are like, you know, the game I really love, Doom. I loved playing Doom, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that last Doom game came out several years ago now. It's probably not going to be another one of those for a few more years. Mm-hmm. Do I need to stay subscribed to this service when the thing that I really loved was just Doom? No. No. Right? No. And not like, you, you know, them all. Yeah. right, exactly. And then, you know, on the flip side, people that are, like, eagerly awaiting Starfield, well, Starfield just got delayed, right? Do I need to say subscribe to this service that I was going to use to play Starfield now? Sure. Right. But if you, you know, and then I'm sure there are many, many people, I would guess the majority probably, are people like you, Andrew, who it's like, I'm never going to pay for this Forza Horizon game, but I could play it for 10 minutes and see how this goes. This is fun. Yeah. You know. Or, you know, you guys are talking up, you talked up Guardians of the Galaxy. I probably wouldn't have wait. I wouldn't have bought it near, near any time soon, but now it's available. Uh, you know, Auden's available, uh, stuff like that. So I don't know. I'm, I think the, uh, the article was not well designed, but the conversation could be had, right? Like 
Is it still a good value? Let's look into actually what's here. Um, but yeah. maybe, and I think maybe once you get into the meat of that article, it's a little bit more. Um, I don't know. I clear. didn't really read the article. Uh, I, uh, the journalism the- is like questionable on that website sometimes. But I think the the important thing I think is like to get value out of Game Pass, you need to have a wide array of things that you can enjoy. Yeah. Right. If you're looking for a small certain type of game, like if you are the guy or the girl or the person who's like RPGs are what I want. Mm, Game Pass maybe isn't the service for you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like there are probably some on there. I'm sure. Let's find out. (laughs) Yeah, But it's not the same value proposition, right? As if as a person who just sort of wants to dabble in a bunch of things until they find something that they like and they're not picky. Exactly. If you're willing to try a whole bunch of things for 10 minutes, this is like the best possible service in the world. Dragon if you Quest really want what two is on here. Yeah, sure. It's RPG ish. It's like a Minecraft kind of game. Yeah. Uh, if you know, but if you're not willing to dabble, you know, in like, oh, what is this? Maybe I'll try it out. Maybe it's cool. Yeah. If you're like, I want to play Elder Scrolls games mm-hmm. like you don't need Game Pass, dude. Just go play the Elder Scrolls games, yeah. you know? Yeah. Michael, you were playing Astria Ascending, right? Uh, I have not started it. Oh, okay. That's on there, too. So I was going to install it if you had started it. Anyway, uh, I I wish... I wish Bloomberg had written this article. Yeah, you know okay. I mean? No? No, I, I agree. Um, and that it wasn't based on Twitter is what I'm saying. Huh. All right. I think I agree with all the points you made. And I think, uh, Andrew, you know, when you get like 10 minutes, you should just run guardians of the run the benchmark, man. (laughs) Just to like, let your graphics card stretch its legs. You know, I've just been, I've literally been overwhelmed. I've been too overwhelmed to try the other game pass game. Uh, Aiden rising. Tell me more, because I can't wait to try. So I think Michael and I both played some of this this weekend. I yeah. Think Michael's I, farther than me now. Yeah, I managed to squeeze in a little bit yesterday and a little bit today. How'd you have um, the time? I can't unpack from camping that fast. It takes me like two days. I mean, you've got you've how got many me. more times the stuff that we do? <laughs> and and at least two times the people involved, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and we pretty much came home. You guys had more stops. Yeah, we had to go to a little birthday shindig on the way home, smelling ripe as rain. Nice. <laughs> uh, hey. But so I know like we have we talked a little bit about it, but I think Michael's gotten pretty deep in at this point, And I'm like, not too far behind him, I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm in probably one of the last areas just based on filling up the, the entire page of fast travel locations. Um, what, unless uh, there's... what level are you these days? Uh, what level am I? I got the achievement for hitting level 30. So I think I'm 32, 33 ish. Okay. You're a few levels ahead of me then. I think I'm like 28 or 29. So I have been playing since 1920-ish, 
with the experience boost from the inn. Mm. And every time you upgrade the inn, you get a higher level of boost. So right now I gain 15% more experience. Oh, he played that uh, macro econ game on you, buddy. Yeah, he did. He did for sure. I've been using that boost uh, since you talked to me about it the other day, like a earlier last week or whenever it was. Yeah. But I think my in right now max is out at 10%. And I haven't gone, like, since I got that level, I haven't gotten, like, another big round of quests. You know what I mean? You're you're pretty close. Okay. So, yeah, I, yeah, I think maybe I'll be able to get up into the 30s once that happens. I just, the, like, you know, it's always like, oh, I have, like, one quest here or one quest there or whatever. I haven't gotten, like, another one where it just unlocks a whole grip of quests across all the stores or whatever. Yeah. Cause you got, I think you got through the volcano. I did the snow area. I'm in the volcano for sure. I did, did I fight the boss? The giant worm with the magic girl. Yeah, I did do that. Okay, then yeah, in the uh, in the context of completing the next like chapter or two of the main story, you'll get a whole bunch of quests. Yeah, so I just need to like press on. But it's what still are you a doing? lot of fun. Yeah. What are you doing for your, uh, like, runes and magic stuff these days? Uh, I tend to get... So I I tend to uh, swap them in depending on the, the zone I'm in, unless I'm over-leveled and then it doesn't matter. Right. Um, so right now I've been running mostly the... Most recently, the ice stuff to get through the... The volcano part two. So I think my, I think my fallback, my problem here has been that I have been lazy and not willing to swap that stuff as I go to the different like zones. Uh-huh. So I've had like, you know, I'd, I'd have like each person with one, right? I was like, CJ has ice or earth and Guru has the other one. And then the, the girl, the, what's the, Isha, the, Isha and Isha has lightning, right? And then, you always end up wanting to use the character that's way more effective than right because they're getting like bonus damage in whatever biome it is. Yep. Uh, that's probably me not doing a good job. I should like unlazy myself and go into that menu and switch swap those things out. It would probably solve <laughs> some issues. Yeah. So for me, I've always given the because I don't have enough level three lenses to give one to everybody. I've given the highest one to CJ because she has the highest hit count. Yeah, so I've always given the highest one to her because she has the most attacks also. Like, her combo seems to be the highest. Yep. Um, maybe that changes with more levels on the other characters. I don't know. Or more upgrades. Not, as, not that I've seen. Everyone's everyone's hit count increases, but she stays ahead. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I'm mostly in level two lenses. I don't think I have any level three lenses yet. Or maybe I have one. I think I have one. Yeah, you probably have one. Anyway, the so that's you know I like like I said I'm like I'm getting lazy I think it's like I found the game very easy for a long time and so then I was just like ah, I don't need it it's fine I can just mash X more times and it'll be fine um but I think it's like I, I finally outlived the easiness of that and like I now need to like be actually trying to combo the enemies and actually like using the correct elements if I want to maintain the level of chill that I'm having. <laughs> Yeah, the your first foray into the volcano is rough when they introduce the burn mechanic. That Uh-oh. is God, I hate that stupid thing, man. God, <laughs> oh, rage. Is it what it the, sounds like? 
it is what it sounds like. It, in, it inflicts burn. It inflicts burn damage, so but it also locks you into whatever character you have on screen until the burn damage effect wears off. Oof. Damage and like, over time. Do, yep. Yeah. Yep. And it, the damage itself isn't that big a deal. Like the burn damage is kind of inconsequential, but locking you into the one character is awful. Especially hmm. since this game is all about like switching between the attacks between the three characters. Mm-hmm. And like if you're mid combo and you get hit with burn in the middle of the air and you're on like Garou, you're just like, oh no. And then you just like <laughs> fall to the ground. Cause like the other two characters have like air dashes and air hovers and things like that. Sure. Yeah. Um, but he's kind of the like ground based character that has like a parry and stuff. And you're like, well now it's not so bad, but the, the burn is really, really annoying. It's like, especially if it knocks you out of your like chain combo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the worst part. Nice. I'm uh, I'm enthralled. I'm I gotta make time. I just gotta make time. You'll you'll enjoy this one whenever you whenever you've got the time to fire I gotta it up. Do it. Yeah. I can't, I can't let this cool. be Final Fantasy XII again, uh, which I hope to someday remedy. Uh, speaking of RPGs, and uh, let's get a little less, a little more. Which direction Japanese are we getting here, JJ? Hmm. This game because is also both pretty Japanese. Japanese and- yeah. Uh, I would say this is more tactical. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I finally finished Triangle Strategy. I've been playing it like here and there in the background. Congratulations, uh, buddy. Yes, I got to the end. Um, man, I will say I, I like that game generally. Uh, I think it's a it has a fun story and the characters are varied enough that it the uh, tactical decisions are interesting i don't think the characters get a lot of character development hmm. um other than like what happens to them over the course of the story but like you, like the characters don't have personal arcs that aren't like the arc of the story if you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh like you know the, the the there's no like b plot and c plot here it's like all <laughs> a plot right uh but for what that is it is fun and the tactics battles are relatively difficult and like fun. Like I, I had characters die like every battle at some point. Oh, um, hmm. yeah. okay. But the other, the downside of all of this is like, yo, this game wants you to be doing grinding. Mm. I did not appreciate that. You did not want to be doing the grinding. I mean, maybe if I'm some kind of like tactics God, I could have enough levels at the end of every fight such that all my characters are exactly ready at the next level to go on to the next fight. Mm-hmm. But I never found that to be the case. And, you know, cause the next fight is always like two or three levels higher than the previous one. And like, maybe you gain one level during that last fight. Well, now you're still two below. Right. Right. Yeah. And, ah, they have conveniently unlocked a, you know, a battle in the, like a practice battle in the tavern for you. Oh, ah, it's that level. It's the level you need, but you got to go do that that new map over there, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah, I don't. And it's just like random enemies and random compositions of enemies on random arenas. And it, they're not actually random. They're all set, right? To be fair, like you, it's the set group of enemies on this set, set arena every time. But it's just like, whatever. Like, I just want the... Can I just... I want to go on now. I'm done. <laughs> like, <laughs> what if I just um, don't? <laughs> Yeah, and then to make matters worse, uh, the ending path that I chose 
really gave me some really tough battles with units I had not been using. And oh, so it's like, well, uh, you better be do before you go to this battle, which is recommended level, you know, uh, 27 or something. Uh, you better do some grinding because this guy's level nine. <laughs> right. And, you know, thankfully, when you go into those higher ranked, like practice battles or whatever, if that guy literally breathes, <laughs> it's like gain a level. <laughs> Oh, right. It's like that guy took a step forward and performed any action whatsoever. You gain a level <laughs> and like okay. it'll work like that every single turn of that guy's turn. Uh-huh. But he's also level nine. And if a stiff wind blows, he is going to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like, you know, you're getting two levels of battle and you need to get to 30 or whatever. And you're like a 10. It's like, oh, my God, what a hassle. And so like that stuff sucked. Um, I, I was not super happy about that aspect of it. Um, but overall, it was a pretty, like I said, I enjoyed the tactics aspect of it. It was just really, it got to be a pretty big slog there. Uh, so lower on your list. I liked Final Fan. I liked Final Fantasy Tactics more. Okay. If I have to All rank right. them, right? All right. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics is also like a much longer game than this. Uh, and uh, to be fair, this game has a lot more branching paths. Like, I only played through it once, but I know because the game tells you, like, here's the path you took to get to this ending. Here are points where you could have taken different paths. Oh, interesting. Hmm. And when you start a new game plus, it will reveal to you, like, this is a decision point these decisions go into what, you know, like, do you want to sway your points towards this other thing and do this other option? Like it reveals a lot of that information to make it really easy for you to a recruit new characters like, Oh, Hey, this character cares about these statistics. Oh, okay. Like I can just level these up and there you go. Now I'm going to get this other character I didn't have before. Mm -hmm. And if you want to make a different decision and go down a different path, right. You know, like some of them are super obvious, right? It's like, do you want to go to this place or this place? And they let you pick. Well, it turns out you can pick both and they go different places, right? And then other ones are like less obvious based on what you choose and how they people vote and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, you can weight the scales a little bit and try and go a different direction if you play again. And you carry over your levels and your characters and, you know, that stuff. So, you know, they new game plus it in that way that, you know, the tactics end of it stays difficult in a new game plus. Um I don't think I'm going to do that, but it does have more replayability than something like Final Fantasy Tactics does in that way. All right. Can we go from talking about triangles to talking about circles? Yes. Yeah, we can. Okay. Um, there's a little blue man, and he runs around maps, and he really loves picking up things shaped like a circle. Do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> Does he gotta go fast? He has gotta go fast and eat chili dogs. I watched the Sonic movie, the first one. I assume did the chili dogs thing come? Where did that come from? The TV show, maybe. I think so. It was definitely a comic in the TV show. Might have been a comic book. Uh, I think it might have been a comic book. Now that I'm thinking of it now, because I've heard this said out loud before. I don't think it came from the TV show. I could look it up and care, but uh, 
Yeah, you know what? Shout us out if you know. I'm pretty sure it's a comic book that did it. Anyway, moving on. Um, he does say, I gotta go fast, uh, but not in a context that you're, like, groaning about. Hmm. So that was good. Um, they call him Blue Devil a lot. Not They okay. never say Blue Bomber, though. So, interesting. The Blue Bomber is Mega Man, oh, so I think Mega it's Man. fine. Yep, that's a mistake. I'm gonna have to live with that one. <laughs> uh, Blue I figure Devil. they probably own both of those pro- those Fred IPs or whatever, so they could have just done it in it, you know. That's true. Good point. <sighs> it's just a popcorn movie, guys. It's fine. If you're into, like, just sort of, like, filler film, it's good. It's fine. What level of chewing scenery and or hamming it up is Jim Carrey doing here? Can I say something in my opinion that is all honesty as much as I can make it? That guy gives every inch of his acting ability to trying <laughs> and make Robotnik an interesting character. Uh, I look. I, okay. I found him to be an enjoyable part of the film. That's what I wanted to know. See, this is why you answered fairly. Like I, I'm not, you know, I don't want to disparage the man. No, if he did, if he did well, I just don't. I think I saw a trailer for that movie, and it's really all I ever saw of it. Sure, and it just looked so goofy. It's but he's also goofy. so goofy sometimes, you know. Yeah, it's real goofy, and they make the character's history very goofy. Um, and so when like, he acts weird and crazy he just is right like and there's some there's some really great funny lines that come out of him just being able to be wacky uh okay which i thought i laughed out loud at one about there's one about coffee i'll say and i i laughed out loud literally james marston just sort of lets the movie happen to him and uh sonic is (laughs) annoying uh, but you expect him to be annoying, so it's not actually that annoying. Right. You know? Right. It's fine. It was fine. It's fine enough that I will, out of curiosity, watch the second one. I think uh, I've heard anecdotally that kids like that Sonic movie. I could understand that entirely, because I'm sure that the way that, that Sonic is acted connects just fine with kids you can't think about it very hard it's definitely a kids movie um right but i did actually enjoy you know sonics from another planet kind of thing and uh the rings and why he has to collect the rings is uh, i'll just tell you it's spoiler the rings uh uh connect you to different worlds if you throw a ring and think about where you want to go it'll take you there so even within your own world or whatever uh, that gets teased in one of the trailers. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, I don't watch trailers, so uh, it's enjoyable as an idea. I thought. There you go. That's my review of Sonic. Alrighty then. <sighs> Let's talk about uh, other media for the last little bit here. Y'all keep talking about 
books instead of movies and making me feel like I'm some sort of uneducated heathen. What is this about this book thing you're going back and forth about in chat? I gotta know what's going on. Uh, Michael, what, so what I think we... we've I think we've talked several times before on the upcoming, the very quickly upcoming last hurrah of the Dragonlance series of novels. Yay! And yeah, they so they just dropped. I guess over the weekend they just dropped the cover art for the first book in the new trilogy. And it is a glorious throwback to the very first trilogy. Okay. What is glorious? So in the, in the original trilogy, they had all three of the books were a, a dragon in profile in the background. And then three of the characters from the story standing in front of it. And for each of the three books, it was a different dragon, different color dragon and a different set of three characters. Okay. And so they have they have recreated that image with characters from the new story. That's cool. So it's a it's a hey, you fans moment. It's an it's definitely an if you know, you know. Mm. And, you know, public, you know, they published the book jacket. Right, like here's the for the hard paper back edition, right? Or sorry, hardback edition. Okay. So it has the flaps on the edge to wrap around the the cover and everything. You know, so you get your little f- story flavor in there and the full art, you know, that wraps all the way around the spine onto the back. Uh, you know, the about the authors on the other back flap there. And it is just like the most like here is a fantasy painting with a dragon and a dwarf. I yeah. assume that's a, a kender and then a, I don't know here in the middle. Is this a probably, human? It's probably the, the main character who's a human. Always gotta be a she, human. She might be short for a human. And so then that's, what's throwing me off or the dwarf is tall also. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it's, you know, Michael and I have talked about these on this podcast before. We read a lot of these books as <laughs> younger gentlemen. Uh, and it's cool that the, the like two main authors are back to do more of it. Yeah. I wonder, did, did an original artist from the series make this? I was looking very closely to see if I could tell if it was by Larry Elmore. Uh, oh, Larry Elmore. The, Larry Elmore did those original three covers. Oh. Uh, but I couldn't see his like name written in the, you know, the artist uh, area or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I, but so I don't know who it is. The man's famous. Um, <laughs> done a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Larry I mean, Elmore. like some of the like iconic, if you go, you know, look at like famous Larry Elmore paintings and art, yeah, you will find ones that are of Dragonlance characters. I'm pretty sure. Did Elmore also do um, magic cards? No, I don't know that he ever did magic. Okay, I'm trying to remember where else I've seen him. I know I've seen Dungeons and Dragons stuff that he did. 
Yeah, but, I mean, uh, you've seen him. Like, if you've seen fantasy stuff, his stuff is all over it. Like at gosh. some level, is he still alive? He's still got to still be alive, right? Uh, he he is yes. still alive. He is. Uh, they, he, I watched a documentary that they interviewed him about. For uh, they were talking about the shoot, what was it? Like the early years of D and D and stuff like that. Okay. And because he was there uh, doing art for them, uh, they interviewed him. And you know, he's an old man, but uh, he is still. Still with us. He's cool. Spry seventy three. Oh, you looked it up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, awesome. Uh, I'm sure people have comments about lots of the things we talked about. Maybe that Sonic movie. I'm not necessarily recommending it. I'm just saying it wasn't. I had trepidation and I tried not to find out anything about it, and I still enjoyed it. I'm just that's my only review. Uh, enjoyed lightly, not enjoyed deeply. Like I rewatched Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and I enjoy that deeply. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. every frame of that movie, I stop and look at sometimes. Just like, ooh, look at this framing. Look at that thing. What a good movie! Wow. I'll and you know, that movie's one. also good. Yeah, that Dune movie's pretty good. Same director, buddy. I know. <laughs> I watched a video about like people have been complaining recently that like, man, these Marvel movies really have bad special effects. And then this person was like, do you want to see good special effects? Look at this Dune. <laughs> and here's, do you want to see how it's good? Look how the lighting works. Look how all this, all this stuff. Anyway, the early Marvel movies, um, they just are what they are. You're going to have to live with it. You know what I mean? Dude, these are brand new ones, man. Ones that came out very recently. My problem with some of this more recent stuff is the we don't want to spend a lot of money to make stuff look good so everything is blurry during action and they don't they don't spend the time to light the characters appropriate with what's happening in the scene and that really ruins like it makes stuff that cg'd so obvious yeah yeah it happens. like if there's an explosion behind someone the character's face is not in shadow. It's just like full on bright facing light. And you're like, mm-hmm. this is not how light works. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then, you know, you well, just know, right? Let me tell you, you shouldn't watch the DC movies that we watched already. Uh, look, you know, I, <laughs> I watch them anyway. And I know I just then go, oh, special effects shot. Okay. Whereas when I was watching Dune, it's like, dude, how many of these explosions are real? I don't know. You can't tell. And the answer yeah. is the answer is none of them. <laughs> but, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. Let's say uh, there's an explosion in sonic and uh there's a fire there's some fire afterwards on the ground that's that's i will i should take a screenshot of that and say here's exactly what's wrong with digital effects and why and at every opportunity you should try to do things practically um yeah the the special effects in sonic are at times very bad But hey, you know, they were willing to spend money to redo that character. So that's why they got me to watch it. I think. I bet if they had not redone that character, that movie would have made zero dollars. Oh, sure. I mean, just the hype alone from the character drama got them money, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, if you've got opinions, which I'm sure people do about any of that. You can send those to podcast at webergamers.com. Please uh, tell us your opinions about the Sonic movie, uh, the Sonic, the two Sonic two 
electric boogaloo and uh whatever other stuff uh, we should check out there uh we are also on the internet at we were gamers on facebook instagram and twitter and find us uh, on youtube search for we were gamers all one word and uh, hit that like and subscribe Oh, I didn't even talk about the uh, Warzone event. Oh, well. It's not that big a deal, I guess. Godzilla and Kong showed up. Ah, the one you were waiting for. Yeah. There's a lot of online hate about it, so maybe people don't care. I don't mind it that much. Just not that deep of a mode, I guess. I'm kind of glad that you had not seen that link earlier because the reactions were definitely worth the wait. I have been so overwhelmingly busy today with the house stuff. Like I didn't, I didn't want to play it up as if it's a major disaster because other people go through worse. But like the situation with the pool is borderline a big problem. Yeah. Like likely jackhammering up concrete. And possibly needing to, like, empty the pool. Ah, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, and, like, the washer and the... We were going to do canned lighting today. We didn't even get to start it. There was just... It's just a mess. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. And there's nothing else that can be done other than to just fix it. Yep. Keep tackling problems. Yeah, I mean, we finally... I mean... It's 2022. If we have to tamp down a few small problems in 2022 after how many years of living here and not having any major problems since the first couple years, I guess it's okay. Good run. That washer though, too. That dishwasher is like so far. It needs. It needs to go so far beyond its last leg. I want to just be like, you know what? Let's solve this one before it happens. (laughs) 